Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will help you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very excited to have Lenita Mitchell Blackwell Esquire to talk to you about how to thrive despite life's drama emergencies. And I can't tell you how much I love that name. (laughs) All right, let's talk a little bit about who Lenita is. So Lenita Mitchell Blackwell is the intuitive business coach, and she's trademarked that, who leads her clients to live life on fire for the ultimate successful life with peace, joy, and fulfillment. Lenita has built in an award-winning law firm and publishing house and is a number one bestseller CPA and ordained new thought minister and recognized nationally as an outstanding community leader. Based on her latest book, Lenita loves sharing the formula for the ultimate successful life with peace, joy, and fulfillment. So of course, today we're going to talk about how to thrive despite life's drum emergencies. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Lenita Mitchell. Blackwell. Thank you so much, Vicki. I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, it's awesome. So we always start out with an easy question for you, and that is, tell the audience, where do you live? I live in Austell, Georgia, which is not too far from not you. Not too About far. 30 minutes. Not too far, for sure. Okay, we're going to get started again, Becca, pick up from here. All right, so we know where you live, and yes, Hostel, Georgia is so close to where I live. I actually am going to be doing the youth leadership tonight in an area not too far from Hostel, so I do drive all over the state to help the youth. Awesome. (laughs) So let's get into this good, meaty subject. What are emergencies? And how do you navigate it? Absolutely. So I coined the term emergencies. It is a combination of drama and emergencies. And if you had not already guessed it, it means that they are not really emergencies. These are situations. These are interactions with people, experiences that come to you. And when you're done with them, you feel a little icky, Vicky. <laughs> you really do. These are things that come in the wake of phone calls with information that people say you just had to have, but they do not 
lift you up. They do not edify you. They do not help anyone. It's really just gossip and mess, right? And they normally come at a time when you should be doing something else. Normally in the morning or when you are focused trying to get to that next thing, that next plane in your life. And then here comes that to get in your way, to totally take you off track. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we avoid emergencies is we set up boundaries for our peace, boundaries Mm -hmm. for our joy. And the way that I do it is number one, I don't accept certain calls in the mornings. I have my phone timer set up so that I don't get calls, messages, text anything before 7 a.m. unless it is family. And even some of those family members don't get through. (laughs) (laughs) The second thing is, if I really am not in a place to accept what is being said to me in in a way that is loving and is generous and that I can respond in a kind way, I have no problem with sending someone to voicemail. And we all have to get our power back from that, Vicki. We think mm-hmm. that just because this this phone, this NASA rocket ship we have in our hands has to be responded to at all times. It does not. It will wait. Matter of fact, if you give it a couple of hours, a lot of times emergencies resolve themselves. Mm-hmm. And I invite you, I invite this entire audience to utilize their power. <laughs> yeah. Take your power back. I had a a programmer that worked for me and she used to (laughs) remind me that my emergency (laughs) did not dictate what she was going to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And, and you're right. If you give it some time, it will resolve itself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. So why are more than a third of the people unhappy with their lives today? I tell you, Vicki, it is really sad to think about the fact that if we're sitting in a room of 10, that three of those people are really looking for an escape route. Mm -hmm. That means that that is the case when we're at work, when we're at church, when we are in the community serving voluntarily, that 30% of people are not happy to be Mm -hmm. in the room. And the reason is because they are allowing someone else's definition of success and happiness to determine their life choices and actions. And to their defense, we all grew up with someone else's list. We were told by very well-meaning people in our lives to do good, do well in school, get good grades, Mm -hmm. to go off to college or forge your own path with your trade, or your career. And if you worked hard, you would get promotions, you would make money, you would do well, and then you would be happy. And we did all those things and we were not happy. And even though we knew that that was not the way to do it, it's all we knew. And so we kept doing it over and over again, trying to get a different result, which we all know is the definition of insanity, right? (laughs) And so- Unless or until we get the courage to say, there's something wrong with this Mm -hmm. and I want more out of my life, then we are going to stay unsatisfied and disengaged from our lives. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes I think, uh, and we used to say in my time, you know, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. And, and, you know, it was, it was funny. I, I thought I'd lived a very simple life, not like I have right now. And I was happy, you know, I, I didn't need a lot of stuff. I didn't have lavish parties. I didn't have uh, tons of friends, but the friends I had were friends that knew me and not people that are are acquaintances. And, And sometimes I just wonder, do we try to do so much that we forget about the simple things in life? And I think that's where those dramergencies. <laughs> but you were right. And you said in your day, but I say it too, keeping up with the Joneses, but I'll just take a step beyond that. You're trying to keep up with the Joneses and they're trying to keep up with the Johnsons. Mm-hmm. Because again, no one is using their own list. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I think, a really important one. And we talk about it. I talk about it a lot in my trying to teach people better public speaking and, and leadership. But how can people do more to feel engaged in their lives? So glad you asked, Vicki. So the number one thing is take that list that you've been using for someone else. Yeah, tear it up. Throw it up, burn it, whatever you got to do. Get oh it out yeah, of your burn life. it. That would be a good symbol. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the second thing is commit to giving yourself time to create your own list. Mm-hmm. And these are two different steps because we grew up in a society and, and our children are coming through it too with instant. You got to have it right now. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You can take a year or two, three or five to figure out what you like, what you don't like, and to build a new life. Because the life you have right now was built upon layers that were, again, provided to you by well-meaning people, your parents, community leaders, your teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And they taught you what they knew was the best thing. And that's what people who love you do. But- that saying, when you know better, you do better. Vicki, we have to do better. We have to yeah. do better by us. And once we do better by ourselves, then we can do better by other, other people. But first yeah. we have to start at home. Yeah. We have to start with ourselves. As you were talking, it, it just made me think about um, the everybody when you think of all the technology and, and, you know, what you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there are things, the trades, some of the things that, that are out there that are more manual and um, like construction workers or people that are blacksmiths or, or people that are artists that, you know, not necessarily in the tech world or the, the fast paced marketing world, but those are all skills that people maybe even don't even venture to think about. Is that something that would make you happy doing? And yeah, it's and all about it, money. 
And and that's why we have robots, you know, coming yes. up because people aren't doing those things. But one of the the things that I used to do in um, as a extra volunteering is I loved to volunteer doing habitat and things like that, which which was different than my project management and being at the computer all day. And it was a different part of your brain and your mind that were mm -hmm. being used. And it actually helped to make me, I think, better in that job. And so now, whenever I have to solve problems or brainstorm, I do manual labor. I clean the house. My house, I always say, my house is the cleanest when I'm trying to solve a problem because I, my mind does, it gets off of trying to solve the problem. But as I'm doing that work that's sort of brainless, if you will, um, my brain has time to actually think with all out all the pressures of trying to solve that problem. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I go for long walks and I veg out watching She-Ra on Netflix. And mm -hmm. I know it's for kids, but there's something about the campiness and the... <laughs> And it's just sweet, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, and, and you can just like decelerate and relax for just a few moments. And then your brain comes back to you and you're like, I, okay, I got what I need. Let's get back to it. Oh, so true. So we have times in our jobs and our lives where we're frustrated and even at the point of anger. So how do we best use that frustration and anger so the first thing is we have to realize and embrace that frustration and anger <laughs> that those are valid emotions and that they were given to us purposefully and they are useful tools mm. because a lot of people try to push their rage down and it manifests into other problems, health issues, issues in our relationships. Mm. And it also impacts our performance because it is not being properly used. So mm. that's the first thing. This, These are tools. The second thing is I use frustration and anger as motivators. <laughs> they show me that there is a problem that needs to be solved. And then I have a choice to make. So you realize you are empowered. You have power here. Either you are the person who can solve the problem. And I believe that if there's something in front of you that is bothering you, that you have everything that you need to fix it but you might not be the right person to do so and not at that moment. And so you have to decide, am I going to expend my energy fixing this mm. or am I going to leave? Yeah. And however you decide, embrace that decision and go forth. Don't look mm. back. Yeah. Because people will try to make you feel like you were the only person that could have done that. Like there's only one pilot who can fly a plane. There's only one person <laughs> who can drive a car. You know, they, they would try to heap all this responsibility <laughs> on your small shoulders. And you're just like, no, 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 no. I saw it. I understand it. I'm not dealing with that. And I'm out. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's, I think those three words are important to 
to have in your vocabulary. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we put a lot of stress on ourselves. So why is diversity essential to the progression of our world? Diversity is essential to the progression of our world, Vicki, mm -hmm. because each and every one of us is important for the world to move forth. We were all placed here for purpose. And even if that purpose was the one thing you were supposed to do here, there is no one else who could have done that thing the way you were supposed to do it and in the time you were supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, it's not that it doesn't get done. It just doesn't get done the best way that it could have been. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that that sounds counterintuitive, particularly in light of what I just said about frustration and anger and making a decision. But when we look at diversity from the perspective of empowering each person to know that they're special, that they have purpose, and that it's their choice to walk in that purpose, yeah. rather than putting out roadblocks so that they can't. That mm. is a different animal than understanding your anger and your frustration making a choice about whether you're going to take an action that needs to be taken and then moving on. Yeah. This is all about power, authority, and walking in your purpose, why you were placed here. Mm. And so diversity really is about purpose. Yeah. And the world is different, you know, um, in light of our virtual capabilities that it, there are no more borders or and no. and the landscape is different and and so everybody needs to embrace that and understand just as you said we all bring our unique gifts and we should all use those gifts that god gave us absolutely and you know that saying six degrees of separation we're now down to one degree mm -hmm. so you just got to find the one person that brought us together yeah so cool. And that's why I love doing this because it brings me with so many awesome people. All right. So the last question before rapid fire is how do you define your own standard of success and how does that lead you to a joyful life? So there is perfection and then there is excellence. Yes. And when you say, oh, right. Uh, you know, I always say in whenever I do my speech training, I said, Perf being perfect is boring. <laughs> and you, you, you just got to get away from that. <laughs> and you know, perfection really is living up to someone else's standard because they set the bar. So yeah. do you really want to spend your whole life trying to achieve someone else's level or bar of success? Do you really want someone else telling you whether you've made it? Mm -hmm. I, for me, the answer to that is absolutely not. So I it say that if you really want to live a truly successful life, you have to put perfection down because it's not yours. Yeah. Rather, we have to pick up excellence. Excellence is we determine what success is mm -hmm. and understand that it is going to change as we go through life. Yeah. Because what was excellent in my 20s is not excellent in my 40s and yeah. it shouldn't be right i hope it would get better <laughs> yeah yeah well and as you grow as a, a leader 
you keep on challenging yourself, pushing yourself. And so it's really important that you understand that you're going to (laughs) suck at something new. You are, you're going to just not, not be good at it. And if you can't do that, then you stay stagnant and, and you don't ever grow. But if you realize, okay, I'm going to not be good at this for a little bit, but as you get better, then things will progress. And then that's time for you to get a new challenge. Absolutely. Yes. I learned that I was in a one year, I did a one girl office for a wine and spirits brokerage, which was my most fun job I ever did above a public storage place because we had all these chachis to give away to people at bars and restaurants. And I had to do everything. And I had, you know, I, I was a secretary for 10 years and an accountant, a uh, tax person. And so I knew stuff, but, but a lot of, I had to do wine list. I had to create menus. I had to do all these things. And the first week it took me like, I thought I'll never get this done in a day. And then the first month it was like, well, I, I, I'm getting better. And then after about three months, I was watching TV in my little office and doing exercises to Jane Fonda because <laughs> I finished my job so early. So uh, it's, it's interesting, the perspective of, of what excellence means to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So here's your final uh, rapid fire question. We're just going to do one. What is the best strategy to move on and let go? Forgive yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You have to forgive yourself for the person you were then to the person you are now. You did the best that you could with what you knew at the time. And that's how you move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I had uh, a relative that had a hard time forgiving and forgetting. And they, and so someone once said, well, you want to forgive, but I don't know that you always want to forget. And yes, I thought, well, that's okay. If forgetting is just remembering the situation and maybe avoiding things, but, um, if you don't forget and you keep on years later, it comes up again and all of a sudden you forgave them, but now you still are mad, you know, and it all comes back. And that seemed like the cycle that that was going in. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, what, how people deal with forgiveness. Yes. All right. It is time now to share my screen. So those of you that are just listening in, you know the drill. You're supposed to have a pencil and paper a long time ago, but you didn't. So go, go grab it right now. The website is linitamitchellblackwell.com. That's L-Y-N-I-T-A-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-B-L-A-C-K-W-E-L-L.com. linitamitchellblackwell.com. She is on Facebook at Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. LinkedIn, the same, Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. Instagram, she is at Lenita Mitchell Blackwell, ESQ for Esquire. At TikTok, she's at Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. And Twitter, she's Lenita uh, MB, so L Y N I T A M B. 
I will let Lenita talk to you about what you can find out about her book, Life, Live Life on Fire, and how you can get it. Thank you so much, Vicki. So Live Life on Fire is the ultimate guide to the successful life full of peace, joy, and fulfillment. I share how you can take breathing, meditation, being silent, and living in flow so that you can live a life that is full of awe and that is amazing. No matter whether it is your personal life or your professional life, because really we're just living one life. And I would like to invite you to get your copy so that you can live a life that is defined with joy rather than just happiness. Yeah, so awesome. So if you haven't got that screenshot, go ahead and get it now. Again, the book name is Live Life on Fire. Can they also get it on Amazon or is it just through your website? No, it is available on Amazon and you can get it on Audible, ebook, paperback, and hardback. Very good. Lenita, it's been such a wonderful time chatting with you and listening to your great advice to the audience. I'm sure that we need to have you back whenever you have that next book. I'm sure there's another book in you. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Just a little challenge for you there. All right. And as I always remind everyone, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.